Hey, this is Laura and you're listening to Expand. Welcome back, love. Let's get into it. Vulnerability used as a tactic to elicit a specific emotion in someone else is performance. True vulnerability does not depend upon what happens on the other side of it being expressed. True vulnerability exists independently of other people's experiences of you. And I think that the lines of where we are being vulnerable and where we are being strategic get blurred far too often. There's the conversation around authenticity circulating the greater coaching community constantly what it means to be authentic, what authenticity looks like in practice, how to build an authentic business, realigning with what feels authentic to us. Like this word sounds really great, but it's used so often that it often now really just doesn't hold very much weight, does it? And I think vulnerability is now becoming the new authenticity. Speaking vulnerably, sharing vulnerably, connecting vulnerably, like it sounds really good, but what does that actually look like? What does that actually mean? The tricky part about vulnerability is that it's different for everybody. What feels vulnerable for you may not feel vulnerable for me and vice versa. What feels vulnerable for me to do or say or share or experience, open myself up to, may not look the same for you. So there is no guidebook. There is no step-by-step process to what it looks like to be vulnerable or to access that for ourselves. But what I will say is this. When we present ourselves to the world through a vulnerable lens, but we only feel safe to do so when we get the response that our ego wants, we're calculated, we're performative. We're still stuck egoically reaching for something from someone else to be okay. True vulnerability is recognizing that we may not get that thing and doing it anyway. True vulnerability is honoring what it is inside of us that needs to be seen or witnessed by us and expressed through us so that we create a space where others may feel that same safety to access in themselves what it is they're hiding away from the world. To me, when I create a vulnerable, intimate interaction, whether it's in a group call or it's in a one-to-one setting or it's in my membership or it's with one of you in the DMs, I've learned that if I feel even a thread of needing something from you in order to feel okay sharing something with you, then my ego is driving, not my body. And vulnerability doesn't come from the mind. Vulnerability doesn't come from a calculated, logical, cerebral place where we're three steps ahead already thinking about how this person is going to perceive us if we share this thing with them and what that's going to allow us to be able to offer them. Maybe we can invite them to work with us if they feel safe with us. Like that calculated version of vulnerability is not true. That's fake vulnerability. 
that's vulnerability with an agenda. Right. And I think that that's also where vulnerability doesn't work in air quotes, right? We see that a lot. Like, how do I be more vulnerable so that I can get something from someone else is not the right question. The question we should be asking is how can we access a depth of vulnerability with ourselves so that we can give ourselves what it is that we think we need from other people? Because from that place, now you're a safe place for others to step into and feel seen in and held in, right? Because you're detached from needing anything from them. You are already complete. Even in the moments where you feel exposed, you don't need them to complete your experience. Your experience of vulnerability is began and ended with you, with your experience of you. And the reason we put it out there for the world to witness isn't so that we get something from the world. It's so that we can give the world something. It's so we can give the world the chance to learn how to do that for themselves so that we can model what that looks like and feels like. So we can show our people the difference between fake vulnerability and real vulnerability. The vulnerability that makes you kind of pull back and go, ooh, that felt like emotional off-gassing more than anything, which is also something that we're all guilty of. Sharing something with someone to put it on them versus sharing something with someone to help them see themselves in their own version of that struggle. That's the difference. And I think when we can make that energetic connection for ourselves and practice shifting the ways in which we're able to be with ourselves in vulnerable moments, that's when we're gonna start to see ourselves being received differently as well as a byproduct. Not that that's the goal, but it's so interesting to see how when you open yourself up to be truly held by yourself, to be witnessed by yourself, to honor what you need, irregardless of other people's experiences of you. Now you become evidence that it's safe to do that. You become a reflection for them that they have the same capacity in themselves to honor themselves in that way. And that's when you see people leaning in, wanting more, coming alive in your presence, even when you're sharing heavy emotions, even when you're sharing big feelings, even when you're talking about things that are really hard to talk about, people lean in, they're fueled by it, they come alive by it, because that is what true authenticity does. That is what true vulnerability does. It makes us feel more connected to the aliveness of being human, to the full spectrum of our experience. So my invitation is for you to start playing with this for yourself. Look back on past posts, maybe on TikTok or Instagram or wherever, emails you've sent wherever, even just live coaching exchanges you've had that felt really vulnerable, but didn't really land the way that you wanted and explore it. Was there a sliver of needing something from someone else to feel safe to share that? Was there a sliver of hoping that by sharing something vulnerable, it would get you more likes, more attention, 
more traction in the online space. Let's start with integrity. Let's start with being honest with ourselves. Did we hope for that outcome? It's okay if you did. We all do this, myself included. If I share this thing, people will like it. If I share this thing, people will connect to me. Always attaching an expected outcome to every calculated step we take. And then asking yourself, flipping it around, what was I not honoring in myself in that moment? What was I not willing to see in myself or give myself or didn't feel like I had the capacity to give myself? didn't know how to, that I was wanting from someone else, attention, validation, a feeling of being significant, of making a difference, of being an expert, of being a leader, of being a proficient, a space holder, a safe place, being authentic, being perceived as being authentic. And what needs to shift moving forward for you to give that to yourself first before you put that piece of yourself out there hoping someone else will give it to you instead i think true vulnerability comes from a place of having had created space for you to be with yourself differently before expressing to the outside world what it is that you're going through that you're experiencing when you share something really personal, really emotional, really difficult before you yourself have processed it and come to a place where you are regulated in that experience, or maybe it still feels hard, but you honored yourself in it, you felt it fully, you've explored it, you understand it, you have a relationship with it. If you put it out there before you've come to that place, we're not actually accessing a vulnerable connection. We're becoming codependent on someone else giving us what we have failed to give ourselves in that moment. I talk a lot on this podcast about holding space for ourselves. I talk a lot on this podcast about creating that space for us to be with our emotions as they arise. This isn't just to make you feel good. It isn't just to get you through hard times. As a leader, as a guide in this world, it is your responsibility to understand your emotions, to understand your nervous system, to build a relationship with that so that you can give voice to those parts of the human experience that are otherwise unconscious, that are otherwise unlooked at from a healthy, regulated place where people feel safe to come into your space and now experience themselves more fully because you gave them that space to do so. So if you're listening to this and you're like, oh my God, I haven't been being vulnerable. I haven't been being authentic. I've been emotionally off-gassing. I've been trying to attached to the thing that I innately need from myself by accessing it through others. Let's release the layer of judgment your brain instantly wants to put on that and be with the truth of that. This is my current state. This is where I'm at. This is my starting point. Let me clean this up. Let me use this as an invitation to turn inwards instead of armor up. 
I'm not saying don't share hard things until you're healed. That's not what I'm saying. That is the opposite of what I'm saying. What I'm saying is be imperfect, honor that experience, understand it for yourself, and then give voice to it. The only way that we can truly increase our capacity to fully experience aliveness as a human is to honor those really hard parts of ourselves and build a relationship with them and understand what it is those emotions are telling us, what it is those sensations are trying to communicate to us. So that, not so that we can understand like, oh, this is happening because this, but so that we can really just be present in every experience without becoming reactive or dysregulated to the intensity of that experience. There's a difference between experiencing something and getting overwhelmed by the sensations that come up in that experience and experience something and remaining grounded in who you are because you understand that this is just a part of the human experience. This is just a part of who you are, what's happening in your nervous system. And that it's gonna, it can feel hard. You cannot like it and that's okay too. And it's from that place of just truly understanding and meeting yourself in honesty that now vulnerability becomes possible. Because you're already okay with it. You've accepted it. You desire it, in fact. Like, I love really hard days. Not because they feel good. I hate how they feel. And I, I still catch myself in judgment around them. But hard days now, because I know how to be with myself in it, I know how to meet myself in it. I usually understand kind of what triggered it. And I can honor the space that I need to come back to a place of regulation on those days without judgment of the fact that I'm not being productive or I'm not moving forward. Because that is now my relationship to a hard day. On the other side of that hard day is always inspiration for me. There's always something waiting. There's a directional change. There's a creative idea that drops in. There's a podcast idea. There's an opportunity to be vulnerable with my community, which is what's been happening over the last few months. Every time I have a hard day and I be with myself in it and I regulate around it and I feel safe to share it and then I do share it, my community, my membership, my students in there, they're like, oh my God, me too. Oh my God, yes, thank you so much for bringing this to the light and putting a voice to this because this was churning in me and I didn't understand what it was. So what a gift it is for me to be able to experience that fully first and then offer that forward so that other people can see themselves in something similar that they're going through and feel safe in it and learn how to regulate themselves in it. What a gift. I hope this opens your aperture to what vulnerability really looks like. Maybe play with, you know, who do you follow that when you land on their page, there's like this, this grounding energy that you're drawn to. Is there vulnerability? being shared in what they're talking about? What about them feels safe for you? What about them feels regulating? What about them feels inviting? 
what you have to understand is there's an energetic resonance between every single person that you interact with, whether it's in person or virtually, there's energy between your energetic field and theirs, what they're putting out there and what you're putting out there meet in the middle and something happens and you sense it. That's why some people you feel safe with and other people you feel with like, that is not the person for me. Like you always know when you meet someone and they're not for you, you don't like them, right? Something's happening in your energetic field between the two of you that doesn't feel good, that your body is like, okay, this like could be threatening. This doesn't feel good for me. And we get that signal and hopefully we listen to it. But my point is we all have people that we either follow or in our personal life, mentors we have, friends we have, family we have, who we feel that with. I want you to explore why. What is happening between you and them that feels safe? Are they sharing something with you that makes you see something in yourself that, went, that otherwise would have went unseen, unexplored, unlooked at? How did they share it? What was the energy behind their share? Were they trying to get something from you? Was there an energy of needing you to validate them? Was there an energy of needing you to see them in their pain or acknowledge their pain? Or was it purely like a safe space for you to merely witness yourself? Really invite you to try that. I really invite you to walk that path, not to copy what other people are doing, but to witness yourself on the receiving end of pure vulnerability. And then to begin practicing your own version of that by creating space for yourself first where vulnerability exists just for you, just in your own energetic field. What does that feel like in your body first? Have you ever given yourself the chance to be vulnerable with yourself Or has it always been a tactic directed to the outside world? What would it look like to turn that vulnerability inwards, the way that you've been using it, and then in a different way where you don't need anything? It's just a witnessing. I invite you to sit with that, to play with it, to dance with it, to try it on, to take it if it feels good, to leave it if it doesn't. And to revisit this conversation with yourself every time you feel a little stretchy sharing something, let's play with that. Vulnerability will always feel hard. It will always feel stretchy. But there's a difference between it feeling stretchy because you're exposing a piece of yourself and feeling stretchy because you hope it's going to be received in the way that you mentally want it to be received. Those are two different experiences. And it's really important that you determine for yourself what each feels like so that you know when you're moving from a place of true authenticity versus a place of performance. Thanks so much for being here with me. If there's anything you need a little extra support on or if questions came up as you were listening, there's a link in my show notes called Connect with Laura. You can use it to get me directly and I always personally reply to every message I get. Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye for now.